Undercovered, because some stories just need to be told. Others told more. A few told more fully, or perhaps in a different way, if not in another light. Welcome to Conversation about some of the stuff that's just undercovered. My name is Bing. Welcome to Undercovered. In our last episode, we spoke of pilgrimages, faith tourism, and our simbahan, or churches. As part of that, we had a conversation with architect Alan J. Quesada, the illustrator of the book Simbahan, an illustrated guide to 50 of the Philippines' most visit Catholic churches. Simbahan, by the way, was written by Regalado Trota Jose. This time, we'll take a look at another more recently published book, also illustrated by Alan. It's called Coronadas, published late last year by RPD Publications. This episode, we're speaking with the author of Coronadas, Michael De Los Reyes. Mike, the title of your book is Coronadas, Pontifically Crowned Marian Images in the Philippines, 1907-2021. to The first question is, what prompted you to write this book? Uh... Actually, I have a first book before Coronadas. No? It's titled Salve Regina, which was published by the Claritian Publications in 2015. No? And in that book, uh, which I started to think about maybe around uh, almost 10 years before it was published, uh, I wanted to trace the history the meaning and the theology and the, the ritual, the liturgy of crowning Marian images. Because uh, in the course of my involvement in our popular religious piety, you know, especially our Marian devotions, I would always encounter this uh, list of uh, Marian images that have been granted uh, coronation, uh, First, uh, the more popular ones are uh, recognized by the Vatican, but uh, much more recently, in the last few years, there has been also this what we call Episcopal coronation. So because there is no one book where you can find all this uh, information, no? so I thought of writing that book. And in that book, I attempted to document the crowned images of the Virgin Mary in the Philippines. First, um, those that were granted by the Vatican or the Holy See. And uh, second, those that were granted by the local bishops. So it was my first attempt to have that documentation. Now, uh, after that, I continued to document the succeeding coronations because actually, Immediately after the book was published in 2015, it came out in October 2015, there was already another pontifical coronation that was uh, granted and that was uh, done during that year. No? And uh, the following years, there have been <clears throat> a lot. No? And in fact, I would always say you know, when I give a talk on this uh, topic of Marian coronation, 2018 was what we call the year of Marian coronation because in the Philippines, not because 
in terms of the pontifically crowned images, there were five images that were crowned during that year. And then uh, in terms of episcopal coronation, there were 10 that were conducted during that year in, in different uh, parishes and dioceses. No? And then jokingly, I would add also, I, I think you would also remember by December of that year, 2018, uh, was it Catriona Gray was crowned Miss Universe. No? <laughs> of course, it's not part of that documentation, but those who were following the Marian coronations were saying truly 2018 was a year of coronation for the Philippines. Then fast forward to 2020, no? uh, in the midst of the pandemic, uh, I got this uh, invitation no, to, to write a, a book about, uh, well, the publisher, uh, the, the one that published the book, RPD Publications, was uh, thinking of coming up with a book in relation to the celebration of the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. No? And I think the publisher, Mr. Rajib Daswani, got interested into uh, learning to know more about the crowned Marian images in the Philippines. And uh, luckily, I was referred to him by the uh, archivist of the UST, uh, Professor <coughs> Regalado Trota Jose. And from there, it started that. And, and because I've been doing the documentation of the succeeding uh, pontifical coronations, I was almost ready with the material. No? And we prioritized the pontifically crowned images because this is the one that was granted by Rome or the in the name of the Pope. All right. I'm just going to nitpick the title a bit. No? Bukod ba sa mga pontifical coronation, Mike, May iba pa bang klase ng coronation para sa mga Marian images ho natin? Yes, I, as I mentioned, no, there is what we now call the Episcopal coronation. Actually, um, going back to the history, uh, bishops by their own authority and in their own name can already grant a coronation. But that would be on the level of the diocese, the diocese no? and that's why it is called Episcopal Coronation. But if the devotion has gone beyond the diocese and maybe it has gone around the other regions no? or even the whole country, no? that's um, when you can really petition <clears throat> for a pontifical coronation. But that's the other uh, kind of coronation, the Episcopal Coronation. No. Your book <clears throat> focuses on the years 1907 to 2021. Why is that so? Well, uh, 1907, because that was the first coronation uh, in the name of the Pope that was conducted in the Philippines. And that's the Our Lady of the Rosary of Lanabal of the Dominicans, which was then in Intramuros in Santo Domingo. No? And 2021, because that was the cutoff no, that we observe because uh, to be able to come up with the book, we have to to have a cutoff no, in terms of uh, the images that have been already crowned. No? <clears throat> and while we were doing the book, no, because I was aware that there are uh, two other images no, that were that submitted their petition to the Vatican, we 
we thought of considering them uh, to be included in the book, no? provided that the decree will come out. No? And uh, <clears throat> luckily, the decree came out, no? and I'm referring to the Our Lady of Mercy of Novaliches and the Our Lady of uh, Sorrows of Turumba in Paki Laguna. The, the one in Novaliches, Our Lady of Mercy, was crowned last uh, September uh, 2021, while the one for the Virgin of Turumba uh, is yet to be crowned, no? but they already have the decree. And I think they are trying to uh, target 2023 uh, in the hope that the pandemic has really subsided and uh, many people can really witness and participate in the coronation rites because they are very much aware of the widespread devotion to the Virgin of Turumba. Let's get back to the main title, Coronatas. <clears throat> what is the criteria in order for an, a Marian image to be declared a coronada or to be crowned? What has been followed no, in terms of requirements uh, since 1907, actually even earlier, no, because that was the, in, outside the Philippines, there were already other pontifical coronations. There are three requirements. First is the antiquity of the image. Second is the widespread devotion to the image lasting through time, no? over the centuries. Um, and the, the third is uh, the prodigiousness of the devotion, which is attested by miracles. So that has been uh, more or less what has been uh, followed, no? Although right now in the uh, norms that were uh, released by the Vatican in the, I think it was in the 1970s, no? they did not uh, mention so much uh, about the miraculous character, but we still uh, uh, look for that. No? And uh, they really uh, uh, stress the importance of the widespread devotion uh, to a point that it is really a manifestation of the motherly care and uh, protection of Our Lady. Mike, ano naman ang benepisyo ng pagkakaroon ng isang imahen na coronada? Especially uh, when we speak of pontifical coronation, it gives uh, the devotion to that particular Marian image or title, the stamp of approval and recognition of the by the Holy See. No? So I think that's the the benefit. No? And that's why uh, the Marian shrines would really try to work for a pontifical coronation. Of course, the, the one granted by the bishop is already a recognition, but on the on the local level, on the level of the diocese, as I mentioned earlier. But more than the benefit, because we have been uh, enjoying the benefits of that Marian devotion already, I think the coronation gives us a challenge, especially for the shrine and uh, the devotees. No? Uh, because there have been cases that after the coronation, the devotion has uh, waned no? and has... Uh, well, I don't know if we can say died down. No? Uh, and that's the worst thing that can happen no? because the coronation was granted because uh, it, it's confirming the widespread devotion. Then suddenly 
the devotion will die down. So that's why I think it's really a challenge for the shrines how to maintain and to continue promoting the devotion because uh, we promote the devotion not because of the coronation. The coronation is just a recognition of the widespread devotion. No? And that's why if the devotion will not continue to prosper and uh, become widespread after the coronation, then uh, it seems that uh, something is lacking and something is wrong. No? Uh, and that uh, I would always say, no, that yung coronation baka maging palabas lang after uh, not being able to maintain the devotion. So it's really the challenge that it gives us. No? Tell us a bit about some of the more famous coronadas, yung mga may <laughs> extra special significance sa ating mga Pilipino. I think if if you look at the list no in the book no because they are uh, chronologically arranged in terms of the dates of coronation the first four I think would really have an a significance to the Filipino people no of course the first one the virgin of lanabal uh, whose uh, devotion is uh, of course during that time was in intramuros no but uh, it is a recognized uh, devotion, especially the devotion to the Holy Rosary. No? And then the, the second image, the Nuestra Señora de Pana Francia in Naga, we are all aware that this is also a very strong devotion, no? uh, not only of the Bicolanos, but even those who are outside the, the region. No? And then the same also can be said of the Our Lady of Manawag in Pangasinan. No? Because these are uh, very famous. No? And of course, the, the fourth one, the Our Lady of Peace and Good Voyage in Antipolo, no? which um, I think uh, another uh, significance of the Virgin of Antipolo that we can say is aside from the national uh, widespread of the devotion, no? that's why she had to be crowned in Luneta because they wanted uh, the coronation to be accessible to many of our devotees. If you, maybe if it was done in Antipolo, it would be difficult for some of the devotees to go to Antipolo. But I would also like to point out that uh, among our Marian images in the Philippines, as far as I know, it's only the Virgin of Antipolo that has replica in other churches outside the Philippines. No, uh, The first one was in in Valladolid, Spain, or the Basilica of Grand Promesa, that's the Basilica of the Sacred Heart. The the image was brought there in 1950s, no. And then uh, the other one is the in the Pontificio Colegio Filipino, which is the seminary of the where the priests would stay, uh, those who are studying in Rome. And the third one, uh, which was inaugurated in 1991. If the 1990s, no, uh, that's in the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception, and uh, at the same time the National Shrine in Washington D.C. So, in one of the oratories, uh, you will find there a replica of the Virgin of Antipolo. So, I think these are the uh, the first four images would have that significance. No, aside from the being first to be crowned, the first four, no, and because they they reflect also the the intensity of our Marian devotion in the different parts of the country. All right, now tell us a bit about some of the lesser-known ones, but which, again, have that extra special significance to us Filipinos. Maybe for that question, I 
I will only say one image you know, because uh, it would be difficult to say if if really the the Marian image is really lesser known. No, but because right now <clears throat> I think there has been an extra effort at being exerted by the different Marian shrines to really revitalize to. Uh, really intensify the devotion, especially for the Coronadas. But I would like to identify at this point uh, the Nuestra Señora de Guía. She is considered to be the oldest Marian image in the Philippines. No? And actually, I got the chance to try to learn more about her history when I was invited last year by the shrine of Nuestra Señora de Guía in Ermita to give a sort of Marian historic, uh, historical recollection because I tried to um, share their uh, stories in the past that has never been heard about the Nuestra Señora de Guía. No? And if we also look at the list of coronation, uh, actually one, one devotee asked me, how come if she's the oldest, she was not the first to be crowned? Uh, and uh, of course, it's not easy to answer that question but I said, no, when I looked at the history of the Virgin, for 147 years, she was not in Ermita. From 1771, because of the earthquake that destroyed the church, she had to be transferred to the Malina Cathedral. <clears throat> and she stayed there until 1918, when Cardinal, uh, well, Archbishop Duherty approved her permanent return to Ermita. No? So I think that uh, 150 years of absence in Ermita would have uh, done an effect on the devotion to her. No? And uh, that's why I think it's important to recover that history. No? And in fact, that is what I'm planning to do now, to really write a book about her no? because of the information that I discovered. And unfortunately also, if, if you look at the book of coronadas she's the only image that does that does not have a decree because until now i have not yet found a copy of the decree but we we should not doubt the coronation because there were photographic documentation and there were also news items during that time 1955 that mentioned about the coronation of our lady so i think uh in terms of that uh, your question no because she is very significant to our country, you know, being the oldest. You know? And if I may add also, you know, uh, when we tried to revisit the history of Christianity in the Philippines, you know, of course, uh, the active player would be Don Miguel Lopez de Legazpi. The expedition of Legazpi was marked, uh, we can say, by heavenly pledges. You know? First, uh, when he arrived in Cebu, you know, he one of his soldiers found the Santo Niño de Cebu in, in a hut that was spared from the fire. No? And uh, years later, when he discovered about Luzon, and uh, he wanted to go to Luzon, so when he uh, came to Manila, no? one of the members of his troops also uh, found the native people worshipping an idol, no? which uh, later on became known as the Nuestra Señora de Guía. So, it, it is as if that expedition of Legazpi uh, was blessed no, and by this presence of the image of 
our Lord and the Virgin Mary. So I and with with that, no, the the Virgin of Nuestra Señora de Guía will really have that significance for us. Mike, sa listahan karamihan ng mga coronada ay nasa Luzon. Bakit kaya? Good question, no. And uh, you know what I can just think of right now, no. And I think we are very much aware of this, no. Because of the centrality of Manila, no? being the seat of power, uh, we always say that in the political sense, no. Because you find Malacanang in Manila. At the same time, no. And maybe by the same token, we also say that the Mother Church is found in Manila, which is the Manila Cathedral. No? So maybe uh, that's the only reason that I can think of right now. No, It's because of Manila as being the center, uh, so to speak, of Christianity in a way. No, uh, And from there, it will radiate no, that the practice of uh, Marian coronation. So that's the only so far uh, reason that I can think of no, in relation to that question. Holy Week is fast approaching. The number of us are thinking about going on Visita Iglesias. So what would you recommend as an itinerary that will allow us to visit coronadas that are relatively near to each other? Well, it, if we look at the list, it's really those that are found in Metro Manila that would be really close to each other. Because ideally, when you go on Visita Iglesia, unless you really have the luxury of time, uh, you will really need to have the churches very close to each other. No? And because we are speaking of Marian shrines, uh, although they may be near to each other, you will be skipping other churches already because they are not uh, a shrine for a coronada. So uh, just looking at the list now, I have uh, this kind of itinerary that I can suggest. No? Uh, the Peña Francia in Paco. Again, I think this is one of the lesser known. It's a really a small church there in, in Paco, no? but uh, it's an old, old painting of the Nuestra Señora de Peña Francia that depicts the discovery of the image in, in Spain, no? in Peña de Francia. And then uh, from Paco, you can go to Ermita, the shrine of the Nuestra Señora de Guía. And then from there, you can go to Intramuros, the shrine of Our Lady of Consolation in San Agustin Church. And then uh, you can go to Santa Cruz Church, where you have the Nuestra Señora del Pilar. And then uh, since you are in Quiapo area, you go to San Sebastian Church, where you have the image of Nuestra Señora del Carmen. And then uh, you can proceed. So that's already Manila, no? You can proceed to the nearby Quezon City, uh, Our Lady of Mount Carmel in Broadway. No? So that's, that's the National Shrine and Basilica of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. <clears throat> and then you can go to Our Lady of Lourdes in Retiro and then uh, to Santo Domingo Church. No? But I think it went beyond uh, seven. I think that's around eight churches. No? But at least that's uh, the churches that you can choose from. Another possible itinerary, but these are now medyo mas malayo no? from one another. No? Uh, of course, I mentioned earlier the Our Lady of Mercy in Novaliches. And then you go to, to Rizal area where you can have the uh, Nuestra Señora de Aranzasu in San Mateo. 
So, for example, if you came from Novaliches, you can go to Batasan Road and go to San Mateo. And then after San Mateo, you go to Marikina, Our Lady of the Abandon. And then after Our Lady of the Abandon, you can go to Kainta. That's my hometown, the Our Lady of Light, the diocesan shrine of Our Lady of Light. And you can end up uh, with Antipolo, the shrine of Our Lady of Peace and Good Voyage. Of course, that's less than seven, but... Maybe you can take some from the Manila churches, which would be nearby. But definitely the distance is not that uh, short. No, it's, There would be longer distance as compared to the Metro Manila church. I did not mention Our Lady of Buen Suceso because that's in Paranaque. No? So medyo malayo siya. But she can be considered being part of Metro Manila. What places would you recommend going to? to visit a coronada all across the archipelago to actually it's very interesting to visit all of them maybe but what is just important is to plan for example uh, so you can go up north no and uh, you will have there some of the marian images like the uh, the one in badok the our lady of uh, badok no uh, and then we also have the our Lady of uh, Nuestra Señora de Namakpakan in Luna, La Union. Of course, you have there the Manawag no? in, in Pangasinan. Uh, in Pangasinan, there's another crowned Marian image, no? the Our, uh, Our uh, Mary Help of Christians, no? which is found in the seminary in, I think, in San Fabian, Pangasinan. No? In, in the Visayas, no? <clears throat> we have the image of the... Our Lady of Candles in Haro Iloilo. In fact, she's the only Marian image personally crowned by the Pope. She was crowned by Pope St. John Paul II in 1981 uh, during his first apostolic visit to the country. No? So that's in Iloilo, Haro. No? And then we have the crowned images in, in Cebu, no? Uh, that's the first one to be crowned in the 1950s, in 1954, was uh, Nuestra Señora de la Regla in Opon, uh, which is now called Mactan Island. No? And then uh, the Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe in Barangay Guadalupe in Cebu. No? So, so far, those are the crowned Marian images. But we have additional images but they are yet to be crowned no like the patrocinio de la virgen maria um, in 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 cebu no in bolhoon uh, cebu no uh, she is to be crowned this coming april no so she's an additional uh, image to be crowned in the visayas of course uh, and maybe this is what i failed to mention pala in your question earlier no yung Lesser known, no. I, I would like to add uh, Our Lady of the Pillar in Sambuanga, being the only crowned Im Marian image in Mindanao. So yun talaga sa sajain mo no? to to visit her, no. But it is a, a beautiful out outside shrine, no. In fact, she is the only Marian image, and not really an image, but uh, a relief, no. Uh, on the facade of that Fort uh, del Pilar that is outside the church. No? And in, in fact, the 
the front of the fort has become an outside chapel, no? which uh, where I think uh, not only Catholics pray, but even the Muslims also. No? They have respect for that place because they also recognize naman Mary no? as the mother of the prophet Jesus. No? Mike, would you encourage places with Marian images to consider taking steps to getting them pontifically crowned? If the devotion is really vibrant no, and uh, widespread, I think de facto you can say that you can really uh, stick uh, recognition for that by the church. No? So either by the diocesan bishop or the Holy See in the name of the Pope. No? So, but this will entail a lot of documentation. Because you have to show, and this is what I would always say, because sometimes I'm invited to help the committees in charge of preparing the, the documentation for the petition no, that uh, will be submitted to either the bishop or to Rome. Well, actually, even before you submit to Rome, it should be first submitted to the bishop. So I would always tell the committee, it's important to show in words and pictures the widespread devotion to that Virgin Mary, to that image of the Virgin Mary. No? So especially when you are submitting the petition to Rome, uh, Rome will not have any idea of this particular Marian shrine in the Philippines. No? So that's why you have to show it in, in words no? through the history and uh, the manifestation of the devotion through the different... Um, acts of devotion like to Venus, no? but more important also is the, the pictures no? that will show the, the vibrant devotion. So uh, yes, maybe I can encourage the shrine because you know, come to think of it, we really have a lot of Marian shrines in the Philippines. Uh, some are not yet even recognized as shrines, but just looking at the devotion of the people, you can say in a way they are de facto shrines already. No? And that's why uh, seeking uh, the more formal recognition will just be uh, a ratification, a confirmation of this widespread devotion to Our Lady. How hard is it to get all of this done? Well, I think the harder part first is, especially if the parish or the shrine does not have a, a written history of the image, is to put together that, that history, no? And uh, of course, it will entail a lot of research. No? And usually naman, you will find uh, a native or a local historian in the parish who can do the work. No? Uh, and because it's important to, to find someone from the parish so that the, that person will have that devotion and maybe that passion already no? to, to work on that. But aside from that, it's also documenting the for example the pilgrimages that have been done no, in that shrine no, because of that marian image no and uh, right now uh, we we can easily do that no and i remember no when i was uh, helping two shrines no during the pandemic no so when i asked them um, what can you submit or how can you sort of come up with a document of the pilgrims who have visited the church no, uh, during the pandemic because we, una, very few of them. No? But 
uh, one of the member of the committee said, maybe we can make use of the uh, contact tracing form. Because in that, they will have to identify where they came from. No? And th there you would already see if they came from the parish or outside the parish. Now, because, uh, of course, when the quarantine uh, status has been uh, loosened, no? people would sometimes take the opportunity to visit churches. No? So, but that's one also of uh, the, the challenge also, documenting the pilgrimages. No? And right now, because of the lower alert levels, no? in fact, pilgrimages have been coming to churches, no? especially because we are in the Lenten season. So there are people doing already visita iglesia. So what is important is to document this, no? either by asking them to write their names in a logbook for pilgrims. Of course, you can easily uh, grab from social media pictures that they have taken no? when they were in the shrines. No? And sometimes, no, even before the pandemic, may mga dala silang streamer that would say where they came from and uh, what they are doing. So they're doing pilgrimage. So these are the important things. And then the other one would be the signature campaign. Uh, this is just to get the participation of the devotees in terms of expressing their willingness uh, to have the image crowned. No? And then uh, there are in endorsement letters that are needed also to sort of substantiate the petition. So the, the endorsement letter can come from religious authorities no? like the former parish priests, uh, other ecclesiastical authorities in the diocese, but also civil authorities like, uh, for example, a resolution from the city or municipal council supporting the petition. But the most important document is the endorsement of the bishop of the diocese. So all these documents, that's why I mentioned earlier, will have to go through the bishop first. So if the bishop has become convinced, then he will write his petition letter or endorsement letter. And he will be the one to submit it, usually to the apostolic nuncio. And the nuncio will be the one to submit it to Rome. And then after the submission, we pray a lot that it becomes approved. No, that Rome will find it uh, favorable and uh, approve the petition for coronation. Any message to the faithful? First, uh, we always hear no, from our bishops, our priests, and we can also read it, no, that we are a Pueblo Amante de Maria, a people loving of Mary. No? And I think this is really attested to by the many Marian shrines you will find over, all over the archipelago. No? Some or many are known, many are popular, but there are some that are not known, no? and yet to be known and uh, hopefully to be venerated by more devotees. No? And in that aspect, I would like to, especially in the light of crowning Marian images, no? I, I like very much what uh, Pope St. Paul said in one of his uh, encyclical, that's Marialis Cultus. What is given to the handmaid is referred to the Lord, Thus, what is given to the mother redounds to the son. And thus, what is given as humble 
tribute to the queen becomes honor rendered to the king. And uh, I think that's the best explanation of what we say, ad Jesum per Mariam, no? uh, to Jesus through Mary. We don't end up with Mary, but we are supposed to end up with Jesus in our Marian devotion. And along that line, I would also like to quote our bishops no? in their pastoral letter on Filipino spirituality in 1997, where they say, if there is something outstanding in the spirituality of the Filipino Catholic, it is probably our approach to Christ through Mary. Uh, in fact, all over the country, the most effective means to bring the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ is through the devotion to the Blessed Mother. This devotion is one of the stronger factors that maintain our faith. Uh, Mary is like the nourishment in the ground no? that makes the soil ready for the planting of the seed of the kingdom of God. We are responsible to make ourselves ready so that from this enriched ground may grow a good tree. So I think it really captures that uh, the essence of Marian devotion, that it does not end up with Mary. And I think even our Blessed Mother will, will not want the devotion to her end up with her, but it always leads us. She always leads us to her son. No? And I think these two uh, passages no, from the Pope and from our own bishops really capture that essence of Marian devotion in the Philippines and even outside, of course. And that was our conversation with Michael de los Reyes, author of Coronadas, Pontifically Crowned Marian Images in the Philippines, 1907 to 2021. More than anything, the book showcases the Filipino love for Mama Mary, a love affirmed by the Pope himself on numerous occasions when he approved the pontifical coronation of Marian images in our country. At the same time, it also serves as a reminder to strengthen and spread our devotions to her and her many titles. As travel restrictions ease, as Holy Week nears, and as we continue our extended celebration until the end of 2022 of 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines, let's try to visit the shrines across our archipelago, including those which house the Coronadas, pontifically crowned Marian images in the Philippines. My name is Bing, and this has been another episode of Undercovered. Undercovered, because some stories just need to be told. Others told more. A few told more fully, or perhaps in a different way, if not in another light. Welcome to Conversation about some of the stuff that's just Undercovered. Undercovered.